Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it is not always what you say, but how you say it that matters the most. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, president and CEO of Tim McMurtry International LLC, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. As you know, our aim on this platform is to discuss nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own various spheres of influence, be it your business, your relationships, and or your workplace. We're here to help you become a top-notch communicator. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so you can be notified when new episodes are released and are available for consumption. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, world. My name is Tim McMurtry the second, and you are about to take off on an episode, episode numero uno, in fact, of the Communication Guru podcast. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm the captain of this vessel. <laughs> We're going to have a funky good time. And I just want to tell you that this is really a dream come true. And so to all of you all who are dreamers, don't let your dream go. We're going to get into a couple of things as it relates to communication and effective communication. And I really want you all to grasp from this. It's not always what you say, but how you say it. And so my background, I have really been in communication pretty much all of my life. When I was a little boy, I used to get, you know, those report cards, those written ones that the teacher would write on the back of it. And she would say, he's a good student, but he does an awful lot of talking. And here we are now in a day and time <laughs> where I can talk all I won't do. So here I am about to get into some talking. Now, the show itself is about communication because even though we're in this technologically advanced world with artificial intelligence and all the technology, et cetera, there still is no substitute for human interaction. And with us having this pandemic and the protocols of public health and safety, there have been some other restrictions, but communication has remained important. So in a society that pumps out information 24 hours a day, seven days a week, effective communication is vital. Each month, listeners can join myself along with other guests as we discuss wins, fails, and other nuances of effective communication and how it impacts business, employment, relationships, politics, self-esteem, and every other aspect of our lives. Now, if you want to learn more about how you can enhance your communication effectiveness, then this show is definitely for you. Now, going back to the dream part, many of us have different things that we desire to be, do, and have in our lives. And along the way, we might have hit some roadblocks, might not have gotten too many attaboys or girls, and the dream pretty much falls by the wayside. 
But I just want to share a little bit about how this has come about and just how excited I am about this. When I was a little boy, (laughs) I used to get in a mirror and I would grab a hairbrush. And with that hairbrush, I would give a full-fledged concert, sometimes talking, sometimes singing. Now, when I was really, really feeling it, I would go grab a broom and broom would be my guitar. Now, I know many of you might have had similar type of instances when you were a youngster, but then I would go to the next level when I was really, really visualizing myself and my future. I would go to the linen closet and I would grab two towels. One would be a regular face towel that I'd put on my head. And that, you know, if I wanted a little short Beatles kind of thing, I was a black beetle doing my thing, shaking my hair, playing my guitar, singing in that little brush microphone. I was really killing the game. Then when I really wanted to have the extended encore performance, I would take that little towel off my head and grab the big body uh, wash towel, the dry towel, a <laughs> beach towel, if you will. I would put that on my head and then I'd lean my head to the back so it can hang and dangle. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, let's say, Eddie Van Halen meets Jimi Hendrix. Then I was really going in. But I wasn't uncomfortable in front of the camera and moving forward. Little did I know that that dream would continue on in increments of manifestation. I'm saying all this for you dreamers out there. Don't let go of the dream. So as time would go on, I would have other conversations with people and they would talk about, okay, you're a pretty good talker. Okay, cool. Not a big deal. So I got to the point to where I began to visualize myself being in a talking field, not knowing what careers to go into and all of this. So I would sit down when I was a teenager in early 20s and I would have mock interviews. I would get different subjects, different people. And I would ask them a bevy of questions and I would give their imagined answers as well. All of that was fertilizing, feeding, helping to groom me into being what I ultimately would be doing right here, right now in front of you all. So let's keep it going. So as I got into my work career, I would have just conversations with people. They would come to me and ask different questions about, hey, now I got this going on or that going on, or I can just kind of peek their disposition and they were looking a little disgruntled or upset. And I said, what's going on? And they would just share. And, I, you know, not trying to be a counselor or anything like that, just really showing and demonstrating empathy for them. I would share some different insights that I thought would be beneficial to them. and. As the technology piece emerged, I had kind of an epiphany. I was trying to get into the technology. I'm kind of late to the technological game. I had an old school, what you call it, Blackberry with the roller thing on the side. I'm just now getting hip to the Apple and all this kind of stuff. I was straight old school before. Matter of fact, what forced me to get rid of that, my little roller thing, it stopped rolling. So I was trying to roll it with my thumb and it wasn't moving. So I said, okay, what's going on with my phone? So I took it into the phone store and the guy welcomed me in. Hi, you know, how can I help you? And I said, hey, I got a problem with my phone and trying to see if you guys can kind of repair it. So he was like, okay, well, where's the phone? So I pulled it out of my pocket and put it on the counter. (laughs) And the look he gave me, his communication, to me was such that, hey, this phone is obsolete and foul. 
So I said all that to say <laughs> I was late to the game, but I'm here now. And so as Facebook began to emerge, and all I'm just giving you a background as to why this show was born and why I'm so excited. We're going to get into the meat of some things in just a minute. Just bear with me. Roll with me for a little bit. So as Facebook began to emerge and I had these different conversations, I said, you know what? Let me see if I can just put something out there in the atmosphere on the World Wide Web just to share the importance of communication. Now, communication is twofold. It's both outward to others and the different relationships that you have, but your inward communication with yourself is also very, very important. So I just began to just put a couple little things out there, just encouraging words, different motivations. And within like, I don't know, four or five days of posting different things, I was just trying to be encouraging to somebody. A former colleague of mine reached out to me and she was like, hey, Tim, it was great to see you out here on Facebook. I remember all those times. You would, you know, help me out when we work together and you would give me those encouraging words. It's great for me to now I know I can get my temperations all the time. I said, well, okay, okay. No, I didn't know that it was that much of an impact, but it was. And temperation was born. So here you have the importance of communication in the workspace helping somebody get through a challenge so much so to where when they reconnect with you, they remember it because it was pivotal to them and their success being able to get through. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about in this whole landscape of communication. We're going to go through a number of different things and areas that communication is important. And you have me as your captain <laughs> on these voyages into communication. My background, personally, I have a combined 25 plus years of experience in private sector, public sector, nonprofit, uh, faith-based, workforce development, personal development, and entrepreneurial pursuits. And so in my previous life, I was a chief of staff to a former uh, city council president. I've also worked with a leading public relations firm. I do a lot of community outreach and public affairs now. I have my own business, Tim McMurtry International, LLC, specializing in personal development and training, uh, government affairs, and corporate and community relations. So communication, I have a great coalescence of experience in this particular field, and I want to share that with you all. And as we've been seeing during this disruptive pandemic, you have all kinds of communicative impacts be it crisis communication, communicating with workers that are working remotely now, how to calm fears, how to get information out, how to continue your business, how do you communicate changes to the business that you have with your employees, with your coworkers, with your business partners. Communication is on front street right about now. So we've been called to such a time as this, and we are here to make it happen, and to rock and roll. I would be remiss, though, if I didn't take a little bit of time to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of folks that made this happen. Now, how many of you all have been the person that everybody kind of goes to when they need something or need some encouragement or need to get something accomplished? They come to you because you like to catch people's back and to be a help and an assistance to people. How many of those folks help you out, though? When you're in need, do you have a go-to gang of folks 
that you know got your back, your ride or dies. And I, in trying to get this off the ground, it's been in my heart to do a podcast or a show of some sort for a number of years, probably better than a decade. I've emceed different events. I've done a couple other things. And people have said more than once, you need a show. So I knew this was happening. I just didn't know when it would come about. And so I'm going to start off with a shout out to my super producer, Brother Elsie Flanard, the mayor, you know. He's just a great guy. Sometimes you come across people and you can just tell that they are total class acts. We got a chance to meet. He was doing some business stuff with my wife, who has McMurtry Financial Services. Shout out to my wife. Hey there, baby. Isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to put something in the love account. That's for later. Anyway, so my guy, Elsie, right? We were kind of rapping and he was just talking and I didn't know that he was into podcast production. He was a guru, got featured articles. He's a celebrity. I didn't even know. So we got a chance to kind of chop it up a bit. And he was like, well, hey, man, I see you do a couple little things or whatever. And uh, you ever thought about doing a podcast? I said, man, yeah, I've been trying to get that joint off the ground. He was like, well, I tell you what. I do podcasts. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to be modest. I didn't know he was the bomb and the diggity. But he was like, you know, why don't you come by the studio? I was like, wait, studio? You got a studio? Yeah, man, you know, come on out. So I came out, you all, and I got on the mic, (laughs) and it was a wrap. Here is the point. Because there are some production costs to this thing, he was like, well, hey, man, whenever you're ready, just let me know. And I said, well, hey, bruh, Got a couple other encumbrances I have, trying to knock some other stuff out. I'll go ahead and get back at you when I'm in a better position, budget-wise, to make this thing happen. His response to me was, hey, man, it's already done. We just got to catch up to what God has already put in place. That was his response. Now, going back to if you are the one that's always catching somebody's back, always being the encourager, always being the one to win behind somebody else's sales. Every once in a while, you need somebody to blow some wind in your sales as well. So I had just met this cat and he talking like that. That was an encouragement to me. And it let me know, okay, this is the cat I'm trying to roll with because he wants my success as much as I do. And he's like, hey man, this is an already done deal. Sometimes you need to hear things that fuel your vision. Why? Because being a vision and sight ain't necessarily the same thing. Sight is your ability to be able to see what is right now. Vision is your ability to see what is down the road and you reach out into the future and bring it to your present. That's vision. So with vision, sometimes you have to be able to see further than your eyes can look. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So who you hang around with, who you're communicating with, who is feeding that for you is important. So shout out to my guy, Elsie Flanar, my super producer, who helped me to make this happen and gave me some creative ideas on how to pull it off. And (laughs) as you can hear, it's been pulled off, Flair. It's been pulled off, Flair. I also have another list of folks that I just reached out to. And this is, I'm still on the the dream part. You know what I'm saying? You got to be a dreamer. Don't let your dreams go. 
It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Keep your dreams intact. So I put out some communications and folks, hey, y'all, I'm trying to knock out this podcast. Love to have your support. So I want to send out some shout outs to some supporters who without their support, we might not have been able to get this thing off the ground. First and foremost, again, my wife. Hey there, sugar. Also, Miss Dion and brother Vernie Grayson. Thank you all so much. My main man, Donovan DP, are you with me, Pepper? <laughs> What's up, boy? Oh, Donovan, great guy, great guy. Another guy, Lloyd Levine. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your help. John Seberg. Good looking out, John. I appreciate it. Nina and Jerry Johnson. Thank y'all for coming through in the clutch, going hard in the paint for a brother. Another guy, Mick Hatch. Hey, real estate attorney extraordinaire, legend around these parts. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. And also pastors, probably the greatest pastors in the inhabitable parts of the earth, Irvin and Melva Henderson. Thank y'all so much. They have been some of the most in Joker's corner that he's ever had. So shout out to all those people that made this happen. And I just really appreciate this. And you guys are going to be in for a treat. We're going to have different guests coming in, talking about different things. We're going to be sharing their journeys and you're going to get insight into effective communication. So I want to just share with you guys the crux of what the show really is all about. And that is effective communication. And with effective communication, we want to get into the what, the why, and the how. The what? What is communication? Now, sometimes there are things that we think that we know, but we don't have the full expanse of what that thing is. And the same was true for me. I was working with a leading public relations firm and pretty good communicator, as you've kind of heard throughout my backgrounder that I've been sharing with you a little bit thus far. I'm a communicator, but there's always more that you can learn. So I was at this leading uh, public relations firm, you know, doing my thing. And we were there. Shout out to Carl Miller. What's up, Carl? Godfather of communication. So we would have these morning meetings. And the meetings would take place at 7.30 in the morning on a Monday. Yeah. So you go around the horn, give updates on the different teams that you were working with and what your projects were going to be and what your next step priority items were for that upcoming week. And I had just been there for a little while. And sometimes you come in, you show up, you're bringing your game face, you're doing your thing, you got the goods, you're ready to go, popping your collar, all of that. So I was pretty prepared doing my thing and having been there just a little while, a couple months maybe, and uh, I gave my update. I'm following up with so-and-so and so-and-so, you know, I left a message with them. I gave them an email. You know, I thought I had covered all my bases. So I thought I was good to go. So I get asked the question, well, hey, uh, did you communicate with them? And I'm like, well, did you not hear what I just said? I told you I left them a voicemail message. I sent an email and I'm waiting on the feedback. And the response was, well, one, we don't really wait for anything. We keep it moving. Okay, teachable moment. Number two was, hey, that's not communication. So that's not communication. What do you mean? I reached out to them. I left them a voicemail and I sent them an email. And the feedback was, well, that's not communication. Communication is, this is the what. What is communication? 
Communication is when you send out a message to someone in some shape, form, or fashion. That person, audience member, individual, or group, responds to you confirming receipt of said communication and gives you some indication that they understood what was communicated. Now, what happens after that is something else. But unless all those elements are there and included, you have not communicated. And I was like, whoa, learn something. So when we talk about communication, how and what is your communication like? That is the what of communication. You sending out a message, somebody receiving it, confirming they received it, and they understand what you were saying. Whether they agree or not, that's a whole other story. But they have to confirm receipt of said message as well as let you know that they understand what was said. That's the what. Now, the why. Well, why does that make a difference? What is the big deal? I'll give you this example. Have you ever been to a breakfast banquet or a luncheon or dinner and you go there and human nature is such that you walk into a room, you see different people, and the first thing you do within the first 30 seconds is you scan the room typically to see if there's anybody that you know in the room so that you can go over to them, strike up a conversation, begin to kind of get acclimated with the atmosphere. In the event that you don't know anybody in that 30-second scan, now you have to look for somebody that you can come up to and begin a conversation with to break the ice and get into the groove of this said environment. Now, depending upon how early you got there, you either had time to do the networking or you had time to go to the restroom, whatever you needed to do, or you got there right before the dinner was served or the breakfast or the luncheon, whatever meal this event was centered around, and you go to the table. And as you sit down at the table, you make your rounds. Hi, I'm Tim McMurtry. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Tim McMurtry. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Tim McMurtry. And you meet all the people before you take your seat. That's another little tip. Before you take your seat at a banquet, Be sure to go around the entire table and introduce yourself as who you are because chances are nobody else at that table did that. So you automatically become favored at the table and you're seen as someone who is someone because you had the temerity to go and introduce yourself when 95% of the people are a little bit reluctant to do that. That's a little extra cheese for you. So you're sitting down at this particular event, and while you're sitting, there is a plate before you, either the standard chicken or beef or salmon for the meal, for the meat part, the green beans or the potatoes or the squash mixed vegetables and some cheesecake or chocolate-covered dollop of some kind or another. So as you're about to eat the food. Or if you had a breakfast meal, you got the bacon, you got the eggs or the ham and the muffins and the fruit or whatever. So as you're about to eat, you go ahead and take a bite or two of the food. And you notice that it's not necessarily seasoned to your liking. This is the why of communication. So what do you do? You turn to the person either right next to you or across the table. Excuse me, can you pass the salt and the pepper or any other seasons that might be on said table at this particular meal. So you get it and you sprinkle it on to your food. Why? 
because you want it to be better seasoned. You want it to be more flavorable. You want it to be more easily (laughs) palatable to you and your tastes. That's what effective communication does. It is the seasoning of your engagements with other people. (laughs) Let me repeat that. Effective communication is the seasoning of your engagements with other people. Just like that meal, you didn't really want to eat it because it was bland and nasty and wasn't that good. Why? It wasn't seasoned properly. Your communication with people, how do you leave people when you engage them? Do you leave them wounded? Do you leave them feeling like, man, that joker make me sick? Or do you leave them feeling empowered? And this doesn't have to do just with when everything is all hunky-dory and great. Even when you have to check somebody in or call somebody on the carpet, there is a way that you can do that that maintains their dignity. And that's really what you want to be able to do. Hey, I have to be firm with you in this. I have to bring this to your attention. I have to bring correction to this situation. But I will do it in such a way that my communication is seasoned with grace so that when I leave you, you have an understanding of where I was coming from, what needs to be corrected, and you still feel empowered to be able to do it. That's effective communication. That is the why. Why do we do it? Because we want to leave people whole after we have engaged them is why. Now we want to get into the how. How do I communicate more effectively? How do I pull this off? Well, I'm just a straight up person. I'm just blunt. I just tell it like it is. I just, hey, even if you want to get scriptural, the Bible says you can speak the truth in love. Uh huh. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not haughty. Love beareth all things, hopeth all things. Love looks not out for itself. Love takes no thought of a suffered wrong. So with your truth-telling behind, which I just keep it real, I just keep it 100, I just keep it a bean, okay, all of that. Still season that, though, communicator, if you want to be effective. So one of the keys to effective communication on the how is, number one, identify what is your objective? What is my objective in communicating with you? Am I trying to get a point across? Am I trying to get you to do something? Are we trying to get a mutually agreed-upon outcome in this situation? So I have to take into account what the objective is for me even communicating with you, number one. Number two, I need to know who my audience is. Who are you? What are your personal proclivities? What is your personal disposition? How do you get down? Are you a person that needs to be caught on the carpet? Or can I just say a couple little things to you and you can go ahead and take it in? I have to know how to get down with you. And if you are somebody that's familiar with me, a relationship, a spouse, or a loved one, or a sibling, or a child, or a parent, or a close friend, there's some familiarity there. If you are a coworker, if you are a vendor in my business, if you are a client, there is some familiarity there that I should have with you that also should inform how I engage you because In my engagement, I do have a certain objective. Next, we want to talk about the tactics. Now that I know what my objective is in communicating with you, know how and who you are, how you like to get down, et cetera, that I've been observing. Now I have to identify what are the best tactics for me to use with you 
in this particular instance because it might not be a one-size-fits-all. I'm just a bull in a china shop. Well, you might not get the best results all the time because people don't like to be handled like that. And even if that is your personality, there is a certain way you still can effectively communicate in such that you still feel true to yourself. You're still yourself. You just have wisdom and tactfulness in how you engage other people. Now, you want to be able to be one that have people want to engage with you because they want to, not because they have to. And your communication style is important to that. When you want to maximize the productivity of your team, of your staff, of your coworkers, of your direct reports, there is certain things that you have to communicate that are better than others. One or two last points, and we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. As the leader, you have to be both the thermometer and the thermostat in how you communicate. Thermometer in the sense that you have to get a gauge of what the vibe, what the atmosphere is in your team. What's going on? What's the scuttlebutt? Who's feeling like they're part of the team? Who's feeling left out? Who's feeling like they always get picked on? Who's feeling like they get overlooked for promotional opportunities? Who's feeling like nobody engaged them, nobody cares about them? Your job as the leader is to peep all of that out. You have to know that. And as you see that, now you have to become the thermostat. The thermostat sets the temperature, sets the atmosphere, sets the vibe, sets the tone, meaning you're going to have to communicate with your team. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You got different personalities. People have different backgrounds. They bring different perspectives to the table. They might even be dealing with different things in their personal life in this clear and present moment. You have to be mindful of all of that and curtail and massage and tailor your communication to those factors. And I'm telling you, it's worth it because, again, you're dealing with humans first. So you want them to be able to retain their level of dignity and value. That's where you come in as the communicator. So if there needs to be any extra steps, even going the extra mile, that's on you, leader. Why? Because you're trying to extract the best that you can out of your people and those that you have something to do with. That's effective communication. And so, like I said, we're going to be going through all these different kinds of things relative to communication so that you can live the most fulfilling life that you possibly can. And your communication and the effectiveness thereof can be an umbilical cord for you in that best life. Living my life like it's golden, golden. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. Oh, yeah. Well, boy, y'all got me, boy. I almost feel like singing the national anthem or something in here. Ah. I am so, so excited. So the communication guru, this is the show. If you want to improve your effective communication, this is the show for you. So I want you to be sure to like and subscribe. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe so you can get all notifications of the new episodes that come out. Also be on the lookout for my vlog, Morning Timspiration, Facebook on the Tim McMurtry 2. LinkedIn on the Tim McMurtry, Instagram at 
Mr. Tempspiration. Check all that stuff out. We got some other things coming down the pike. Got some merchandise for you. Check that out as well. I'm just looking forward to your life being enhanced by improved communication. It's very, very underrated, but it's probably the most powerful asset that we have for us to be able to do, be, and have everything that we want in and out of life. And also, if you have a communication issue or something that needs to be resolved, feel free to drop me a line for a free 15 or 30-minute consultation or discovery session. You can send the inquiry over to Tim at timmcmurtryinternational.com. And McMurtry is spelled M-C-M-U-R-T-R-Y. Tim at timmcmurtryinternational.com. And give me a brief description of what the situation is. And if I can assist, we can go ahead and do that. If we need to go further, we can discuss those options as well. Well, my friends, I hope you enjoyed the show. I look forward to seeing you again at our next installment. In the meantime, remember that your effective communication matters. And it's not always what you say, but how you say it that matters most. Until next time. Be safe, be blessed. Adios.